Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. I want to leave you tonight with a little thought that God put in my heart. And it would seem as this meeting has gone in one direction that I'm going to take you in a totally different direction. But what I've discovered in my journey with the Lord is that the Christian journey is about balance. And by balance, I mean this. We need to pray and believe God to break every chain. We need to pray and believe God for deliverance and salvation and provision. That's what it's all about. The Lord commanded us to pray. The Lord gave us the promises that we can stand upon that he hears and answers prayer. But we also know that every prayer does not get answered in the way we would like it to get answered. And that doesn't mean that it is a lack of faith on our part. It simply means this. We often need to be reminded that when we pray, we are subjecting our prayer or submitting our prayer to the will of God. Because there are things that God has purposed and planned that we, quite frankly, are confused about sometimes. And we just can't see how it fits in the bigger picture. But the good news is we don't have to see, we have to trust. And the Apostle Paul was in such a situation. In 2 Timothy, let me read to you uh, in chapter 1, a couple of verses beginning in verse 12 writing to uh, this young pastor, Timothy, that he had mentored, Paul writes this, that is why I am suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame because I know who I'm, I have believed and am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. What you heard from me Keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. In these few verses, there are two guardians that are identify. The first guardian is God. And God is the guardian because Paul says, I'm convinced that, that I have this full assurance in my heart. I believe with all of my soul that God is able to guard what I have entrusted to him. So we need to ask ourselves, what was God guarding? What did Paul entrust to God to guard for him? It wasn't anything physical. In fact, this particular letter was penned by Paul while he was in prison 
And he had come to the place where he knew, if you read later on in, the, in, in this letter, he, he concludes the fact that he knows the time of his departure is at hand. In other words, Paul is writing this from prison to Timothy, and he knows I'm not getting out of jail. I know my life is going to come to a close soon. So we know that it wasn't his, his physical life and the deliverance that Paul had entrusted to the Lord. No, Paul entrusted the well-being of his soul to God. In other words, he was confident that God would keep his soul, keep him from sinning. His confidence was that God would watch over him, his soul, so that Paul would not waver and give up in the end, lose faith in the end. And he's, his confidence was based on the fact that he knew God. I know in whom I believe. In other words, Paul's saying, because of my relationship with God, I have this full confidence, this assurance that what I'm, I commit to him, he is able to guard it. He's able to keep it. And what I have committed is my soul. Because you see, brothers and sisters, the most precious thing that we have in life is our soul. And the thing about our soul is we can't keep it. We can't guard it. The Bible says that the heart or the soul, those, those two words are interchangeable often. The Bible says that the heart is desperately wicked and we can't know it. And what that also means is this. We don't know, given the right circumstances, what we are capable of doing. At any moment, those who, I've been down that road in my own personal life where you, I was walking with the Lord one day and the next day I wasn't. Because something happened in my journey that discouraged me to the point that I gave up. And that can happen to any one of us at any time. We can't keep our own soul. And so, and Paul recognized that. And so he entrusted his soul. He surrendered his soul to God and said, Lord, the thing that is most precious to me, my soul, I put into your hands. Because I know that if it's in your hands, you will guard it well. And I won't lose my place. I won't lose my way, you see. God is able to keep what we entrust to him. He is able to guard our hearts. He's able to watch over our soul, especially during difficult times. Here, the Apostle Paul writing in prison. Think about that for a moment. Put yourself in Paul's shoes. He knows I'm not getting out of this. I know my life is coming to a close. He didn't waver in his faith. He didn't say, God, how could you do this to me? Why haven't you answered prayer, God? How can you leave your servant in, in jail? God, deliver me, set me free. I'm sure at some point he prayed for that deliverance, but at, at some point in his life, he came to the realization, God is not going to deliver me physically. And so here's the critical thing. I want to make sure I don't lose my soul in the process. 
What if God doesn't heal physically? Will you lose your soul over that? What if God doesn't touch that loved one that you're praying for? Will you lose your soul over that? What I'm getting at is when we pray, if things don't turn out the way we want them to turn out, we stand on the precipice of forfeiting our soul if we're not careful. We can get so discouraged, so, uh, so angry at God, so disillusioned with God that we prayer doesn't work and this doesn't work. So why should I do all this? And the next thing you know, we have forfeited our soul. And Paul recognized this could happen to me. So I made a decision. I'm going to give him my soul. God will guard it. God, I'm giving you my soul. And what I'm saying is, God, no matter what my physical circumstances may be, no matter how things unfold in my life physically, I want it to be well with my soul. One of the great anthems or hymns of the church was written by Horatio Spafford. Many of you know the story. Let me just remind us or share from in, the, in the hope that there may be one here who's not familiar with it. But Horatio was from Chicago. And this was right after the great Chicago fire. He had sent his family, his wife and his four daughters, to Europe while he transacted business here to try to rebuild his, uh, his business. And while his family traveled to Europe by boat, the boat sank, and only his wife survived. His four daughters died. And she, when she got to Europe, had sent him a, a telegram saying, I alone survived. While traveling then to Europe to meet his wife, the captain of the ship came to Horatio at the very spot where the ship went down. And he told Horatio, this is where your family, your four girls died. And it's in that moment, inspired by the Holy Spirit, that he wrote, it is well with my soul. Even though he mourned the loss of his four daughters, his soul was guarded by God. And that hymn has inspired countless thousands over the years. That when things don't turn out the way we would like them to turn out, I know for me, and I'm sure it is for you, I want to be able to sing genuinely from my heart, it is well with my soul. This was one of my father's favorite hymns. He loved to sing it as well with my soul. And he is now in glory and I'm sure he's singing that around the throne of grace. It is well with my soul. The second guardian that we find here is a believer's. Paul charged Timothy to guard the good deposit he was entrusted with. The good deposit. Now the question is, so what was that good deposit that Timothy was entrusted with, that he's supposed to guard. 
I believe the good deposit there is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Paul charged them to make sure that he taught it correctly. Listen, when we embrace Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then like Timothy, we receive this good deposit. We are entrusted to guard the good deposit. Every believer in Jesus Christ it, it becomes a steward in that we are entrusted to guard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our lives are intricately linked to the gospel of Jesus Christ in that we guard it by how we live. We guard the gospel of Jesus Christ by how we live. How we live our life affects the impact that the gospel of Christ has on others. When we live disobedient lives, come on, you know this is true. When we live disobedient lives, when we are in rebellion against God, even though we are saved, even though we're born again, we have the spirit of God dwelling within us, we're making a, a decision to go contrary to God's will, and we know it. In those moments now, how we live reflects poorly on the gospel. It tarnishes the gospel of Christ because those around us that don't know Christ and even those that do, they, they don't see in us this submission to God. They don't see in us this transformation that ought to, they ought to see. And so they, they look at that and say, if that's what being a Christian is all about, then I don't really want that. You see, whether we like it or not, every single one of us, when we embrace Christ as our Savior, we are now entrusted to guard the good deposit. There is part of the gospel that has been placed within your soul by God. And now you are entrusted to guard it by the way that you live. Because when we live righteously, when people see the character of Christ in our life, when they, 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 there's a sense that even unbelievers have, there is something different about, about Pastor Joey, uh, or, or put your name in there. There's something different about Lewis. There's something different about Arishel on her job. They're looking at, there's something about her. What is it that she has? I got to know about that. You see, our lives are intricately linked to the gospel. And when we're living righteously, when we're guarding the gospel of Christ, it makes that gospel much more attractive. People are more open to hear about the thing that has transformed our very soul. That's how you and I are able to guard this good deposit by living a life. And those, Paul said, guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will help you and I every single day that, that the Lord gives us breath. The Holy Spirit will guard our, help us to guard this good deposit. How? He will lead us and guide it. He will tell us what to do. He will tell us how to say it. He will tell us uh, the things that we need to avoid. The Holy Spirit will be faithful to lead us on the correct path that brings God glory and honor and praise. We 
receive that assistance from the Holy Spirit, but how many know we need to obey his voice? As we obey the Spirit of the Lord, then we, we uh, become this fragrant aroma that others can spiritually smell and we be, make the gospel of Christ attractive. Pastor Jason, if you would come back, please. Guardians, two of them here. God is the first guardian. You and I need to entrust the well-being of our soul to the Lord. I hope and pray that God answers your prayers the way you ask him to and what you are in your heart you desire to. But we need to be prepared. We need to make sure that we have this balance in our spiritual life that we recognize every time I pray, I'm also submitting that prayer to the very will of God and what he has purposed and planned. And should he purpose something other than what I am praying for or in the way that I'm praying and believing for, then God, I want to entrust my soul to you so that no matter how this thing unfolds, I want to be able to say, it is well with my soul. And I want to be a good guardian. I want to guard this good deposit. I want to be empowered by the spirit of the Lord to be able to live the life that makes the gospel of Christ attractive. How about you? Father, tonight we have lifted up our hearts in prayer for all these petitions. And surely we have it within our hearts a desire on how we want that prayer to be answered. And so we have prayed accordingly. But we recognize that you often move in ways that we've not considered. For you declared in your word that your ways are not our ways. Or rather, that we don't think the way you think. We don't process things the way you process things. And it's in those moments especially that our hearts, our soul needs to be guarded. We don't want our faith to be derailed because things didn't turn out the way we expected them to turn out. So we, even now, tonight, God, afresh and anew, we entrust our soul to you because we know that you are able to keep that which we entrust to you. And Father, we pray tonight for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon our life. Empower us so that we can be the guardians we need to be. We realize and we've been reminded tonight, especially that our lives are linked together with the gospel of Christ. That oftentimes, before we even share our faith, people see our faith. So I pray tonight, God, that we will be empowered by your spirit to live a life that is pleasing to you, that honors you, a life that makes the gospel of Jesus Christ more attractive so that in all things your name might be glorified.
We pray these things in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Come on, one last time. Put your hands together to bless the Lord.